From deep inside the vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, here is Tom Holmes, your curator and guide to vintage electronic music and audio experimentation. This episode, African American Pioneers of Electronic Music, Part 1, Ollie Wilson. This episode is the first in an occasional series marking the accomplishments of African American innovators in electronic music. In this case, we reach back to the vintage days of what I like to call institutional electronic music studios to celebrate the work of composer Ollie Wilson. His work was not widely recorded, and so the vintage vinyl tracks from the archive may be the first time many listeners have heard his electronic music. A little background on Wilson. Wilson played jazz piano as a teen and later double bass. Then he went to university to study composition, where he earned a Ph.D. in 1964 from the University of Iowa. In 1967, he studied electronic music at the famous Center for Experimental Music at the University of Illinois. He was a recipient of a Guggenheim Fellowship in 1971 and used that to study traditional West African music at the University of Ghana in Africa. He had a distinguished career as a university professor, teaching at several schools, but most notably at the University of California at Berkeley from 1970 to 2002. Electronic music only made up a small fraction of Wilson's output as a composer. The tracks I'm playing here include two approaches that Wilson used for this medium. The first is music composed wholly on tape using pre-recorded electroacoustic sounds. Of the compositions that follow, Cetus and Sometimes were created like this. He also composed for live performance involving instrumentalists accompanied by tape. The three works Aquan, Echoes, and piano piece for piano and electronic sounds used this approach. As you can imagine, the timing of the tape with a live performance is a tricky business, even more so when the blending of the sounds is so vital to the music's impact. And these examples of Wilson's are some of the most remarkable of this kind. They required careful planning and expert use of the studio, and not to mention creativity in creating the electronic sounds. It is striking how Wilson's electronic output contrasted with other works being produced in academia at the time. He composed during a time when electronic music was restricted to the institutions of learning that could afford to have studios. Access to these studios was guarded. Much of the output was academic and formal, all the product of a Western tradition in classical music composition that really only embraced electronic sounds, for the most part, as a kind of bauble to decorate the playing of instrumental ensembles. Wilson took a different path. 
he raised the importance of the electronic sound to be equal to that of the instruments and voices. He passionately commingled ensemble parts and soloists with tape sounds. Wilson's electronic music was relatable, truly reachable by anyone listening. I want to quickly say a word about each of the five works that follow before I play them. They are presented in the order in which they were created. These five electronic works span Wilson's output from 1967 to 1977. His early tape composition, Cetus, was realized at the University of Illinois in 1967. Wilson's other tape pieces heard here were realized at the studio of the University of California at Berkeley. First we'll hear Cetus, for which Wilson won the inaugural electronic music competition at Dartmouth College. This competition evaluated hundreds of compositions from around the world. Wilson had just completed study at the Electronic Music Center of the University of Illinois. Next is Piano Piece for Piano and Electronic Sound from 1971. The pianist was Natalie Hinderis. You can hear that Wilson is not afraid to use distorted electronic sounds, particularly at the beginning of this piece. Wilson composed a piano piece that was challenging and required the pianist to use all the dynamic ranges of the piano. The tape part was created to complement and follow the same path as the piano. The third work is from 1975 and was perhaps Wilson's most elaborate composition for orchestra and tape. The title Akwan is taken from the West African language of the Akan people of Ghana and means roads, pathways, opportunities, or directions. This large-scale work serves as a kind of conversation between the soloist and orchestra and the electronic sounds. The fourth work is Echoes from 1977. This was written by Wilson for clarinetist Philip Rehfeldt, who is heard in this performance. Note the close-knit interplay of the clarinet and electronic sound. This was a performance piece for which the clarinet was amplified and the tape sounds were projected on a four-channel speaker system. Like the piano piece heard earlier, there is a focused effort to create a dialogue or interplay between the musician and electronic sound. Finally, we'll hear Ollie Wilson's Sometimes from 1977. This tape work was written for the tenor William A. Brown, who is featured in this recording. Wilson pre-recorded Brown and then processed his voice in the studio and added electronic sounds to create a moving interpretation of the black spiritual, sometimes I feel like a motherless child. So, let's sit back and enjoy the electronic music of composer Ollie Wilson.
Thank <laughs> you. 
I hope you enjoyed these works by African-American composer Ollie Wilson. Please see the playlist on the podcast website for a complete listing of all the music heard in this episode. Our next look at African-American pioneers of electronic music will feature jazz thereminist and trumpet player Yusef Yancey. If you would like to know more about the history of electronic music, please read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, 6th Edition, published by Routledge. All of the music heard in this podcast, unless otherwise indicated, is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. For a complete playlist, go to theholmesarchive.podbean.com. All crackles, surface noise, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes, unless otherwise noted in the playlist. For notes about this episode, please see the blog Noise and Notations at tomholmes.com. So long from deep inside the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music. <laughs>